Welcome to the return of the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Uh, we've had a little bit of a, a break here in the off season, you know, taking our company vacations and uh, hanging out. But now we are back, uh, pretty much past all the main off season uh, events um, before training camp. Um, so uh, we're we're here just to talk about the the 2019 season. Uh, are you guys excited here, uh, Pep? Absolutely not. I'm not excited to be here. I'm not excited for the season. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Football is always fun to watch. And um, I love that we're starting the breakdowns of divisions with uh, most of the people in this podcast's favorite division, the NFC East. Yeah, I mean the people, the the paid people on the podcast, all all, all uh, favorite division. So I mean, <laughs> we don't have to worry about uh, the unpaid interns' opinion, um, but we will uh, just uh, say hi to him real quick. How you doing, Reeb? I'm doing good. Happy to uh, <laughs> finally contribute something to the website. Yes, you did. Did write an article. Uh, yeah, your your first one, but I I like that. I thought, thought it was a good one. Only Go took check me- it out on profootballjokes.com. Only took me three years. Yeah, no, I, hey, I, I, Jem's <laughs> still working on Indomitian Who, so uh, <laughs> got it done before that. Anyway, we are going to start, uh, as as Pet mentioned, uh, our, our previews of the NFL divisions, and we're going to start with the, the most important division, most storied division in in the NFL, uh, the NFC East. If if you want, if you want ratings, that, this the division where you go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially if you want to watch the Giants. Yeah, uh, the NFL is going to make a lot of money on the Giants next oh, yeah. year. A lot of interesting personalities, from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. I mean, you don't you don't get much more intrigue than that. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Ooh, anyway. starting this pot off hot. <laughs> All right. Why, why don't we go team? Which, which team uh, you guys want to talk about first in the division? Uh, you got, got a preference? Hmm. Let's go worst to first. Okay. Let's, let, I, I think we all know <laughs> who that we're starting with then. Uh, let's start with the New York Giants. Uh, we started to talk about them already. Uh, had an interesting off season. Um, surprised the world with by trading Odell Beckham. Um, re- replaced him with Golden Tate. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> something. Um, now they got Golden Tate, Corey Coleman, Sterling Shepard as the receivers. So nice. Nice little group there. Um, improved the offensive line. Added uh, traded for Kevin Zeitler by trading away Olivier Vernon, and uh, their defense is just filled with players that you guys p- would probably totally know. Um, I know, I know Dexter Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> and Jabril Peppers. <laughs> hey, Antoine Bethe was serviceable seven years ago. Yep. Uh, I think he's like 37 now, but um, that's okay. He's uh, he's still 37. still playing. And, uh, oh I think that's God. how old he is. What? He's trying to be the next Terrence Newman of safeties. 
Yeah, he um, is, uh, no, he's only 34. Sorry, I, I lied. I, I exaggerated a little bit. That's his prime. Yeah, 30, 34. He's, he's a young man. <laughs> well, there are some names you might recognize. Alec Ogletree, formerly of the Rams. Marcus Golden, formerly of the Cardinals. Janoris Jenkins might be the biggest name by far on that defense. And, of course, uh, Jabril Peppers acquired in the Odell Beckham trade along with their draft picks, DeAndre Baker at cornerback and Dexter Lawrence at nose tackle. Yeah, they, they got some – I mean, Mar- Marcus Golden did have that one good year for the Cardinals. Looked like he was going to be an up-and-coming player, then, then really was hurt all last year. Um, so, you know, maybe he he can get back to form and can be a, a good player for them. Alec Ogletree's always been solid. Um, they, they might have a good interior line, at least. Alvin Tomlinson's been pretty good, and they drafted Dexter Lawrence. B.J. Hill's fine. Um, uh, I, I don't know about their second. I'm, I'm pretty pretty concerned with the secondary, though. Like uh, Norris Jenkins, really, I know he's a name, but he really has only had one really good season in his career. He's been solid every other year, uh, but he's getting older, and his play's been declining, and... I guess DeAndre Baker maybe can be good. Uh, draft him, uh, and then uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Antoine Bethes st- still an old man. Jabril Preppers most famous for playing offense in college. So, I mean, <laughs> what what do we want here? Is this a, I, I don't know what Dave Gettleman is trying to do on the defensive side, and I certainly don't know what he was trying to do on the offensive side by trading Odell Beckham and then giving Sterling Shepard a uh, monster extension for what Sterling Shepard's done for that team. And, you know, Corey Coleman's in there in, in the mix, and I, I'd, I'd argue he's just as good as Josh Doc. <laughs> uh, maybe more. Uh, Golden Tate is the clear wideout one here, and, of course, Saquon Barkley. I think they did a good job in uh, free agency, even though um, – they traded uh, Olivier Vernon for Kevin Zeitler. They did upgrade the offensive line quite a bit compared to last year's. Nate Silver is uh, he's playing not as well as he played on the Patriots, but that was kind of expected. Yeah, I think the offensive line could actually be pretty, like pretty good for uh, compared to what they were last year. Like I think they'll be, I think it'll be a, 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 a in the top half of the offensive lines, I, I think I have them ranked like 15th or something um, in offensive lines. I mean, I have, uh, actually, I have them ranked 19th, but whatever. They're they're middle of the road offensive line. I mean, I, I don't see a whole lot of weaknesses. I mean, Kevin Zeitler's Kevin Zeitler's a good player. Uh, Solder and Hernandez should be solid, and uh, I think Jalapio played pretty well for the first two games and then it was hurt um it's supposed to be a competition now between him and spencer pulley but i i don't know why a lot of people wouldn't be able to win that and i I guess mike remmers is kind of the weak point on the right side but he's played some good football at some points of his career so (laughs) it's what you want in your right tackle hey it can't be worse than eric flowers and so now Eric Flaps Flaps is on I, the Redskins, right? He is. He is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just just they're playing. We're playing chess. They're playing checkers. <laughs> we're gonna revive his career, dude. That's 
Just like the Bengals are trying to do with Bobby Hart. Yeah. <laughs> All those failed Giants right tackles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, I think their I think well, their receiving core is okay too. I, I mean, I, I obviously I wouldn't have traded Odell Beckham away. It could could have been a lot better. But um, you know, Golden Tate's it's still uh, still a good receiver. Sterling Shepard's pretty solid. Evan Ingram started to come on towards the end of the season. He was he was hurt for a good portion of the beginning, and then kind of got off to, or got off to a slow start, then got hurt, then kind of came on strong at the end. And obviously had. Had one of the best rookie seasons that tight end has had, actually, which is kind of an, an indictment of how bad rookies tight ends usually are as rookies. But still, uh, still, still pretty impressive what he did. I don't. I'm yeah, just curious. A, oh, you can go, Pat. Oh, he was just a high, high graded tight end last year. Go ahead, Reed. I was just gonna pose a question if. If the Giants start out like 0 and 6 and there's really no save in the season, do they just throw Daniel Jones in there? Of course they do. That's what every team does. Like what what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> but everyone everyone has said like, "Oh no, he's going to sit for like 2 years." Yeah, that's like not going to that's not going to happen. Like it happened with <laughs> it happened with Patrick Mahomes like the only quarterback to happen to it's because the Chiefs were really good. Like you can you can keep your quarterback on the bench when you're really good and you're you're winning games and, that, and that's fine. But when you're when you're losing, people are gonna be like, Yeah, you we we want the backup quarterback and the coach is gonna be like, I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the Giants will fire Pat Shermer and rehire um, Ben McAdoo so that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I've spent too much time talking about these Giants and we've given them way much more credit than they deserve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're... Saquon Barkley's their whole team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 one of the worst teams in the league. I, I, I have them as my 31st ranked team right now, so... <laughs> I'm just curious where we're going from here. Who you think the next worst team is in the division? Uh, well, no, I mean they're 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 the worst. So I mean, uh, yeah. So I'm wondering who you guys think is third. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we move on to the Dallas Cowboys then? <laughs> I wasn't sure how much the bias was going to come. What, what bias? I don't see what are you talking about dude (laughs) no I don't know (laughs) all right well so what do you think guys think of this Cowboys team uh we'll we'll see if they I think a big question is if they get Travis Frederick back um that that could certainly be a a huge huge upgrade for them at center um maybe get that offensive line back to where it was um if he can come back from his whatever his illness is i already forgot what it was something with his heart right no uh, it was like uh yeah i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna try to guess because it, it it's like blood clots or something yeah. i don't know but it was bad <laughs> it was bad nobody really knew what it was but he was out for the whole year yeah um it's it's an intriguing unit alex i'm looking at your defensive rankings and uh, you'd expect a few more greens 
just uh, based on how they played last year. Um, I mean, they. But I mean, that defense is up and coming, and there is depth there. Um, I think they went out and they paid Demarcus Lawrence like they should have. Um, Robert Quinn could be a promising addition for them. And uh, they still have a solid linebacking core. Jeff Heath. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Heath. Um, and one thing about Travis Frederick, I think it'll make a dig- big difference having him back because when you really look at it, like it's really hard to find a really good center in this league. Uh, kind of always swapping out centers. I yeah, that's true. Um, with certain rosters. So he he's a center that can really have an impact on that offensive line and in return impact that, that offense quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, if he comes back, I think they're back to having one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in the league. Because, uh, I mean, the, they're, 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 Connor Williams really struggled at left guard last year. Um, but they brought in uh, they brought in Connor Mc, they drafted Connor McGovern and uh, brought in Xavier Suofilo and free agency and you know one of those three guys has to be decent enough to be like the fifth guy on the offensive line like when you got three like all pros and Frederick Martin and Tyron Smith uh, then you know you can you have some leeway there at the left guard you just need somebody to somebody to be okay. Um, and then, gotta. Then they basically just have to ride Zeke because I, I, I think the receiving core is fine, um, but I definitely don't think it's anything special. Amari Cooper, I still don't really trust as a consistent player. Um, yeah, you gotta imagine he's gonna take a step back this year from that crazy run at the end of last year. Yeah, but even then, like he had some, he had some like monster games, but they also had some pretty quiet games, like. Uh, I think he's still a good player, like, but I just don't don't trust his consistency. Um, Michael Gallup, I kind of like as a player. I think he could kind of emerge as like a solid number two. Uh, Randall Cobb, I, I, I think he just needs to be out of the league at this point. I mean, come on, he, he's he's done, son. <laughs> and Jason Witten is just we're just happy he's not in the booth anymore. But <laughs> like, I I don't think he can still move past like. It's probably slower than any of us. So, <laughs> slower yeah, than he's, still gonna, he's still gonna. He's still gonna torch the Redskins. Probably. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Reeb, <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> That'll be his last 100-yard game of his career. <laughs> <laughs> Torching the Redskins, and I think a point should be made now and for this whole division. It's not going to be an easy schedule for really anybody. Uh, we've. We've got uh, the NFC South, um, if that's correct. Uh, I see the Saints on the Cowboys' schedule. Or, sorry, we have the NFC North. Um, it's just as tough. AFC East. So maybe the AFC East uh, will be a little nicer. But um, on the NFC side, it's definitely a tougher schedule for the Cowboys, it's looking like. We've got the Saints on there. Um, NFC East is always kind of a battle, but, um, the Cowboys can definitely body people when they need to. Yeah. I, Especially with, the yeah, they definitely team. got, got, got a really good defense too. Um, uh, their, their, their linebacking core is the, really the strength of the strength of the defense. Leighton Vanderish and Jalen Smith just played so well towards the end of the year. 
Um, I have Sean Lee in there as the, as the third starting linebacker. I mean, they, they play two linebackers on most downs anyway, but um, he, he might not even be the third linebacker at this point. I was about to say, is Sean Lee even starting at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's there. There, there there's an opening there at the at, at the uh, third linebacker spot. But I mean, they're they're going to play two linebackers most of the time. The th- third linebacker spot is isn't 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 even really a, a starting spot on most NFL teams. But I, I include it for for these four or three teams. Um, at at on the defensive line, they got some good depth. Um, even though they have some guys who have been kind of bust like taco Charlton and Randy Gregory has been in and out of the lineup, uh, but they, they brought in Robert Quinn too. Um, and uh, I don't know that I trust Malik Collins that much. He's, he's been, he's been inconsistent, um, but they drafted Tristan Hill, uh, brought in Christian Covington, so they have so they have some guys there. Um, I think they have a really. I think it's a, it's a good rotation there in the defensive line, um, and they got some good corners. Um, safeties, safety is the only issue really on their defense. Absolutely, I mean, they did bring in did bring I mean, in Georgie he... Loca there. So I mean, he's still in the league. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, the Cowboys signed him, dude. That was their big uh, free agent move at safety. Jesus. <laughs> Couldn't beat out Jeff Heath on Alex's depth <laughs> chart here. And Jeff Heath is too good, man. Jeff Heath has been around since 2012. <laughs> Crazy. That's like longer than Reed Dowdy for the rest of the <laughs> The closest comparison I have. Yeah, it's probably about about pretty accurate. So, uh, yeah, but I'll just end on that note about my Cowboys <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, I think uh, we, we're only only thing uh, we haven't touched on yet is we haven't we haven't talked about Dak Prescott. What do you what do you guys think? Uh, think he can take a step forward this year? Step forward. We've been everybody's been thinking he's going to take since his rookie year. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think at this point you kind of know what you're going to get from him and it's just kind of it's up to Jerry Jones if he's okay with that because I mean they've shown that they can win games just kind of relying on Zeke playing good defense yeah. and making sure Dak doesn't mess things up. Do you think how much money do you think the Cowboys are going to give him? Do you think he's going to be the highest paid player highest paid player in the league when he gets paid? I hope not or else they a <laughs> huge mistake. I mean, it, it is the Cowboys. I think they have to. They they, they, they like to. to pay their players. The way quarterbacks get paid now, they have to. And the amount of games he's won but for the them, I mean, I feel like that's just super leverage. His but who is like who's going to offer him that much? And <laughs> like, what other team would offer Dak that much? No one. So, like, I don't even know if he's got a market really to use leverage yeah but it's such a confusing i, I can't imagine like there i mean the, the only way that comes into play is like if he actually they let him get to free agency which i just i don't see the cowboys doing that like if it was another team i could see them doing it the cowboys are just i mean like they, they like to talk up their own players and convince themselves that their players are the best players in the league. I, w- I hope Jerry Jones knows that like Dak is not the reason 
that they'd be winning games. And also, I like I can't think of any team that either doesn't have a quarterback better than Dak or at least a young quarterback that has a higher ceiling than Dak. Yeah, I mean, I I I agree, but it it's just tough. I, I I can't imagine like getting to the end of this year and like coming or like getting into the beginning of next year, I should say, without like giving Dak a, an extent like a, an extension on a new contract. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot. I, maybe not the highest paid player. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think he's he's gonna get a lot of money. They could just keep tagging him like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that worked out so well for the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> They'll tag him one year, then be like, "Oh man, you only won us eleven games this year. <laughs> get out!" And if All he right. gets injured, they can just fire Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator, <laughs> make him their quarterback. <laughs> I mean, he was their backup like two years ago, so yeah, might, might as well. He could jump back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, to the second best team in the division, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Damn it, Alex. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Are you I don't know why I thought the order that? would go any differently. But <laughs> no joke there. Um, so the Eagles are kind of kind of scary. I think they're they're. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, they got uh, they got plenty of depth everywhere, everywhere that matters at least. I mean, they they're obviously got a lot of depth in the, the running back position, um, receiver. They're they're fairly deep, adding to John Jackson, um, drafting JJ Arkega Whiteside. Who I, I don't I don't even like I don't like well, even even think he's going to be good, but. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they got depth at tight end with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Drafted Andre Dillard to bolster that offensive line that's already, I think, probably the best in the league. Um, got Steven, re-signed Stefan Wisniewski, too, um, who I, I kind of think should start. I don't think he will because for some reason they like Isaac Samalo, but it seems like every time Wisniewski is in the lineup, they, their offensive line plays way better. Maybe it's just coincidence, but he, he was their starter for all of 2016 when they had the, or sorry, 2017 when they had the best offensive line in the league and then was a starter when Tamalo got hurt at the end of last year. That's when they were playing really well. So again, could just be coincidence. I, it's not like I've been grinding Stefan Wisniewski tape, but <laughs> He's always serviceable. I think you're right. Whenever yeah. he's been in the lineup, he's played uh, pretty well. I think you're right about this team. I think the key word is depth. This team's deeper than an ocean, man, especially on that defense. Um, I, just looking at the, the high grades you have for all these players, it's I think it's pretty fair uh, to say that they're pretty deep on their offensive line and going out and drafting a left tackle to uh, uh, learn behind Jason Peters was a pretty solid move. Yeah, I remember um, when they drafted Lane Johnson to be like Jason Peters' replacement at a left tackle, and that was like six years ago now. So, Yeah, 
I mean, now, now he's just there just starting right tackle solid, for man. forever. And, but uh, yeah, defense, I don't think their defensive line is as deep as it was, once was, but they still got a solid rotation. And uh, their cornerback, they're really deep. They have like six guys that they're, they don't have anybody great at cornerback. They have like six guys who like could potentially start. Um, who have started in the past, you know, two years. Um, so I mean, they have they have they have a bunch of guys who can just be good enough that they they they'll always have somebody that somebody back there. Um, and even at safety, I, I had Anderson Dejo starting at strong safety. It could be they could stick with Rodney McLeod. I don't know. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of just picked the three that I thought were mo- most likely to start at cornerback. Um, but you could easily put in Craven LeBlanc in there, or, um, Rasul Douglas or Jalen Mills for some reason, because Jim Swartz likes him for some reason. <laughs> he has his moments here and there. <laughs> I, I think, uh, low key, one of their better signings and moves this offseason was stealing Zach Brown from us on a very cheap deal. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm pretty salty about that. That's uh, <laughs> especially since uh, Ruben Foster ended up getting hurt. Uh, yeah, Zach Brown is a very good tackler and uh, pretty athletic. And he seemed yeah. he seemed all all too happy to get out of Washington. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> and the the reports are that he he like freelances a lot and plays out of assignment so like that's kind of why a lot of teams don't like him as much but he's definitely like a very athletic linebacker who can make a lot of plays absolutely Nigel Bradham pretty serviceable Vinny Curry as well so yeah brought back Vinny uh, Curry uh maybe he and uh I can't believe you haven't mentioned Jordan Howard at running back yet, Alex. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously he's the he's the backbone of their team. Uh, Miles Sanders, let's get get out of here with this Miles Sanders talk. The people are so excited about Miles. Like, oh, he's so, he he wasn't that good. I I watched tape on him. I was like, this guy's fine. I wasn't that excited about him. He's no Darwin Thompson, no Jordan Howard for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and what? Where's Ajayi? Is Ajayi a free agent now, or yeah, is he still an eagle? He's still a free agent. Yeah. Nobody signed Ajayi. Okay. Nope. He'll probably. I, I could see him getting signed, like in not camp even when somebody the gets bucks. hurt or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I mean, I think he'll end up getting signed at some point, but like he's nobody really wants to sign him this early. What did he do? Did he tear his ACL last year? I don't. I don't remember. Who cares? I believe he okay. did. Hurt himself somehow. Hmm. He's just kind of. He's like a fine back, but one-dimensional back. I I don't really see. I mean, he, yeah, I, I think he'll end up getting signed. Some people <laughs> use him as a hammer when they don't have anybody else, but there's no reason why they have. You're still optimistic about all your rookies and promising players at this point. The Bucks probably still think Ronald Jones is going to be good. Uh, I, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're a little delusional. Uh, 
<laughs> good old Ronald Jones. Also, I did not realize how good the running backs are in this division. Yep. A lot, a lot, a lot of good running backs. I mean, there's Jordan Howard and uh, Adrian Peterson, um, and then there's some other guys that aren't important. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why don't why don't we take that to move on to the best team in the division and the NFL? Probably going sixteen and zero again. Um, the Washington Redskins just. Another fantastic offseason. Um, uh, the Redskins Redskins like to win the offseason. Uh, their new quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. I, I had him winning the job over Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. Um, no bold prediction there. Um, I put Darius Geis as the starting running back, but uh, I don't know. It could be Adrian Peterson. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he was the week one starter. Um with, you know, Chris Thompson obviously being the passing down back until he gets hurt week three. And then um, Bryce Love comes in and then I just make <laughs> a difficult decision on my dynasty team. Yeah, that's uh, possible, I guess. The Redskins have, a, I mean, the, Adrian Peterson is the only running back who hasn't been hurt in the past two years. So, well, yeah. I, and it, potential there so that's good Jay Gruden's like he has this philosophy every year just use Chris Thompson as much as possible even though he's you know 5'10 190 (laughs) let's put him on a slant route and let him just get well he always he always says like he doesn't we don't want to use up Chris Thompson too much because we want to save him and then they're like oh we have nobody else to catch passes because our receivers are terrible and now <laughs> Chris Thompson's the only guy doing anything. Nobody can catch. Uh there's definitely no running back that knows how to pick up a block. So uh <laughs> <laughs> they end up using Chris Thompson so much. I mean I don't blame Jay Gurdon for that. He is one of the better third down backs in the league, but um <laughs> he catches way better than anybody else on this team for sure. We I mean Paul Richardson is currently our number one. Alex, you uh, put Josh Doxson at number two. That's anybody's job except his. <laughs> Trey yeah. Quinn is an intriguing one. The The um, only reason I, I put uh, Josh Doxson there is because I don't trust the Redskins to make the right decision at wide receiver. Um, but I, I do hope that one of our rookies can, can beat out Josh Doxson, whether it's Kelvin Harmon or Terry McLaurin. Um, Hopefully they're both good. They, they both play and have a thousand yard seasons. I'm just curious, Alex, where did you put the Redskins on the wide receiver rankings? Uh, don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> did you put them in 32nd? Uh, they were not 32nd. They were really? 20, 29th. Who was 32nd? Uh, I think it was the Dolphins. Okay. All right. That, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 only teams worse than them were the Dolphins, Jaguars, and Seahawks. I'd wow. probably put the Seahawks above the Redskins, but I can understand yeah. it. Yeah, I mean they've as a, well, I was including not just wide, all pass catchers. So oh, okay, like 
they also don't really have a tight end. Redskins at least have Chris Thompson coming well, out of the backfield. They have Jordan Reed for about three games. Yeah. And then got, got Vernon Davis too. Uh, still? Yeah, still there. Yeah, he's pretty good at dropping passes. <laughs> <laughs> Had Vernon Davis, you know, caught that pass, we might not be talking about Dwayne Haskins, but um, <laughs> against the Texans. <clears throat> yeah. Wide open. But um, <laughs> let's move on to uh, the, the happy part of the offense, the offensive line. Always got Trent Williams, a solid, yeah, uh, solid, uh, solid uh, left tackle. Tony Bergstrom is uh, not that great. Chase Roulier, when he's healthy, is pretty good. Brandon Sheriff can be a pro bowler when he is healthy as well. Really excited to see him back this year. I'm, I'm excited to see how he plays, and that will definitely help the running game a lot. Morgan Moses, uh, hopefully he's back to 100%. And then anybody back there, I mean, even if Case Keenum wins the job, I'd be comfortable with him back there because – um, this offensive line knows how to give people time to pass at the very least, uh, even if these wide receivers can't get open. <laughs> um, they are one of the better pass blocking pass blocking offensive lines. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, there'll be an interesting competition there at left guard. Uh, Bergstrom, I gave Bergstrom the edge, but uh, you never know. Eric Flowers has been playing there at uh, dur- during uh, OTAs, apparently. Uh, he does exist. Yeah. Eric Flowers exists. So that's because Chase really was hurt and Bergstrom was playing at center, I think. Uh, so, uh, Wes Martin also had been playing uh, right guard, so he'll have a chance to chance for that spot too. So who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, regardless, the other positions there are fairly solid. So we'll. Are, 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 are solid and had some really good players there. I heard Trent Williams wants a new deal now, but we'll worry about that when that, when, uh, if, if he, if he's holding out into the season, um, hopefully it won't get to that point. But, uh, that would be awful. Yep. Yep. W- would not like that, especially now that we don't have Ty and Secchi anymore behind the, to hold down oh, such an awful loss when somebody uh somebody inevitably gets hurt um but uh yeah let's move on to defense um i lo- love the love the defensive tackles on the team of course uh jonathan allen deron Payne, matt ianitis they're all very very solid players i think this is deron Payne's year to step up out of all those guys uh, as well as Jonathan Allen, I think they both have the potential to be really, really good. Um, and they do have really good games, but then they have some off games. And um, they let up a lot of a lot of rushing yards. And it definitely starts at the, the uh, trenches there. Matt Ioannidis is always pretty solid when he's, when he's playing and healthy. Yep. Um, our edges, I'm very excited for this season. We got Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan. I thought it was very smart for the Redskins to trade up and get Sweat. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm excited about Montez Sweat the same way, way I was excited about getting Junior Galette a few years ago. And uh, <laughs> I just hope that doesn't play itself out the, <laughs> the way the Junior Galette situation did. Right. I, I love Montez Sweat, by the way. He was my, he was my number two edge rusher in this draft by the way 
Um, so I was glad to say, to get him as a steal late in the first round. Um, so I yeah yeah I, I think he he and Ryan Kerrigan will make a fearsome pass rushing duo. Uh, remind us back of the day back in the days when we had a Rackbone Kerrigan both in their primes. Absolutely, and I think it will help this cornerback group too. If we can get a pass rush going, this this defense can play pretty well in the back half. Sometimes they're oh a lot of times they're a liability when it comes to uh, giving quarterbacks too much time. Uh, they can't keep up at times, and um, we suffer a lot of injuries back there. Um, but Josh Norman, he's getting paid, but he needs to step up. Quentin Dunbar, I think, is uh, getting a little bit better year by year. Um, looking back to where he came from, he was a wide receiver. Yeah. But I like, um, I like Fabian Moreau. Yeah, Fab- Fabian Moreau has been, you know, he played fine last year. He was, uh, I think he still has room to grow too. Uh, I've always liked Monte Nicholson, to be honest. Um, uh, I know he's he's had some some struggles at times. He also he's also made some good plays, um, and obviously always been a huge Land Collins fan. So I'm glad to have him back there for that for that paycheck, though. Hey, don't worry about it, Reem. Uh, <laughs> Redskins have spent a lot of money and a lot of players. And I'll I'll take. They've Lincoln. all worked out. Yeah, they've all worked out. I'll, I'll take Lynn Collins any day of the week. Where did uh, Swearinger end up? He's still on the Cardinals. He's with the Cardinals. It's on the card. Wait, am I thinking of the wrong person? Wasn't he on the Redskins last year? Yeah, but he got cut like at the end of the. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's yeah, right, that's right. near the end of the year, and then Cardinals signed him and he stuck stuck around there. That's right. He used to be on the Cardinals too before he was on the Redskins. So, okay. But yeah, uh, I, I do think Lynn Collins is an upgrade over DJ Swanger, even though Swanger was a beast for us. Um, but I think Lynn Collins can can be even better. Hopefully. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so why don't we uh, pick the division? Um, Pep, who do you think is going to win? I think the Cowboys will win it. Uh, wrong. Reeb, who do you think is going to win? <laughs> When's the last time somebody's actually defended their the NFC East? Uh, NFC East. Um, let's see. Twenty last year was Cowboys. The Eagles before that. Twenty sixteen it was the Cowboys. Twenty fifteen it was the Redskins. Twenty fourteen it was the Cowboys. Twenty thirteen it was the Eagles. 2012, it was the Redskins. 2011, it was the Giants. 2010, it was the Eagles. 2009, it was the Cowboys. 2008, it was the Giants. 2007, it was the Cowboys. 2006, it was the Eagles. 2005, it was the Giants. I think Eagles were 03 and 04. I think that. Alex, did you just reel that off from memory? Yeah. Holy I'm a normal person, all right? Well, <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They get Carson Wentz back. Uh, hopefully he's fully healthy now. It always seems like when you're coming off an ACL injury, 
if it happens late at the year, like the coaching staff always says, Oh yeah, he's good to go like for the next year. But it, besides like Adrian Peterson, everybody seems to have like a career bad year that time. And he was dealing with the separate injury as well. So I think having him back fully healthy will anchor this team along with all the weapons they have on offense and all the depth they have on defense. I think they could get back to being Super Bowl contenders this year, honestly, is what I think. Absolutely. Do you, can you guys imagine, though, if Carson Wentz, even with all these weapons, underperforms? Yeah. And everyone just gets up in arms. It wants Nick Foles back. Yeah, they trade <laughs> the Jags to get Nick. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, I'm going to boldly predict that the Redskins are going to win the division. What? Uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to win MVP. Um, (laughs) Then they're going to trade to get Maurice Harris back. um, And he's going to lead. He's going to set the record for the most receiving yards ever in a single season. Um, And then they're going to 60 no in the Super Bowl. Just like every other year. And nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Absolutely. Not a single player gets hurt. Yeah. That's that's believable. <laughs> it seems like something that's going to happen. All right. Well, <laughs> since my prediction was correct uh, and you guys uh, failed with yours, um, well, let's move on um, and, and close things out here with our overreactions um, to nothing happening in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> All right, Free, what's your overreaction? Um, I kind of have one actually. Um, my overreaction. Uh, ever since I heard that Dan Snyder, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I heard that he was the one that like made a lot of these draft decisions. Um, so I'm gonna say that the Redskins don't need a GM, and they should just let Dan Snyder. <laughs> Do everything because this was the best draft you guys have had in a while. So, uh, yep. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my overreaction. Dan Snyder has full control, which he kind of already does, but, <laughs> but you know. All right. Uh, Pep, what is your overreaction? Uh, Gerald McCoy and Adopikinsu are the same person, <laughs> and um, good for the Panthers and Bucks. You you gave away the big twist of the Adopikinsu <laughs> article. I mean, Adopikin who is even wearing the same number as Gerald McCoy. Yep. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I read that news. One and I was spot like, apart. Why? Why the Bucks? <laughs> why the Bucks and Gerald McCoy? Why the Panthers? You could have gone to the Browns. The Ravens offered him twice as much money. My goodness. He thought the Panthers were more of a contender for some reason. He should have listened to pro football well, jokes. I mean, I see, that's that's all bullshit. Because he said, like, I want to go to a team that's a contender. But his finalists were the Panthers, the Ravens, and the Browns. And he chose the Panthers out of those group, that group. And he chose the Panthers. Just a, just a really poor decision by him. I don't even know if anybody else wanted the Dominican who, but he's just gonna waste away on the Bucks the same way. Um, 
The same way uh, that that great cornerback they traded for, who went to the Patriots for a year. Sorry, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, Daryl Rebus. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just go to the island there uh, in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna just waste away for a year on the Buccaneers. But no, who knows? So always. The NFL is always full of surprises. They might get another win on the Saints this year. It was nice that they named an actual island, Revis Island, in in Tampa Bay. So really, just yep, <laughs> for his great success there on the Bucks. Oh my god, <laughs> just so so yep. good. Um, all right, my overreaction uh, are to the reports uh, about Todd Gurley uh, won't be the bell cow going forward. Um, so my overreaction is that Todd Gurley will not have another 1,000-yard rushing season for the rest of his career. You mean super will and take me <laughs> to the fantasy championship. <laughs> I'm just trying to freak Pearson out. Yeah, how's that? How's that feel having him on your fantasy team? Did you get Darrell Henderson? Yes, I did. Oh, yes, nice I game. did. <laughs> Darrell Henderson is going to be the, the next Todd Gurley. Hey, you know I read it. that he averaged like 8.7 yards a rush at Memphis. And oh. that was uh, that was kind of disgusting. He had the highest elusiveness rating out of like all of Pro Football Focus's history. What elusiveness means, I, I don't know. But he had the highest rating of it. No, I mean, if if Todd Gurley acts up so much that his, his knee acts up so much that he can't play anymore, um, I think it'll be fine for them because I think their zone blocking scheme works, period. I mean, we saw it happen with C.J. Anderson. They can turn just about anybody into a star there. So, I mean, the uh, reports I saw, in fantasy, but, the reports yeah. I saw was that it's like arthritis in his knee. That it's like yeah. never gonna get healed. It's just gonna keep getting worse. Which, if that's true, that that, that it really doesn't sucks. sound good. No, sounds like something you don't want if you're a running back. Yeah, I bet Le'Veon Bell is just like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's older. He's 24. So you see this thing happen a lot with 24 year old. I don't know how there are reporters coming out like, oh, if the if the Rams had just like franchise tagged him or done this differently, like they wouldn't have had him to give him so much money. And everyone was just like, oh yeah, if they could just predict the future, man, they would have saved <laughs> so much money. You just assume everybody's going to get injured, and you'll yeah. never have to pay anybody, and you'll never have good players. <laughs> just like the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Dolphins have never paid anybody. Never give anybody a big contract. Later. Not even a Dominic who. Right, well, I think uh, that pretty much uh, wraps up this episode of the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Uh, we talked talked a little NFC East. Uh, now you know the Redskins are obviously going to win it. Um, as I told you, Pep and Reeb said something stupid. Um, anyway, for uh, Pep the Chep, Reeb the unpaid intern. Uh, and I'm your host, Freaking Beast. Uh, this was the Pro Football Jokes Podcast NFC East preview. We will see you next time.